0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Smoking Tire Podcast. This one is brought to you by my Wall Street. You know, stock market is confusing. And I tried to get in the stock market, but I had no idea if the portfolio I was building or the stocks I was investing in were going to make any sort of return. You know, it was easy to set up a broker, but I didn't know what to do. What kind of companies do I invest in beyond my own personal passions? Most brokers and investing apps are this sort of black. Box, very few of them really give you helpful guidance on what stocks to actually invest in successfully. That's where my Wall Street comes in. You're the one in control, but they provide you with a short list of thoroughly researched stocks that they believe show significant growth potential, and then I decide which ones to invest in. They act as an investing companion, not a broker, guiding you on building a diversified long term portfolio. They're there from every step from setting up the broker to starting and then managing my own portfolio. My Wall Street helps you take that first step into the world of investing and guides you towards making educated decisions throughout your investing life. They make it simple, they help educate you, and they are not brokers. All our listeners can access the entire My Wall Street app for free and use it for 30 days instead of the normal 7 days. If you visit MyWallStreet.com, that's my. W A L L S T my W A L L S T dot com Slash T S T. Download the app now. Get access to their market beating stock picks and expert guidance for just 30 days free and then $9.99 a month. After your trial, continue your investing journey for just $99 a month. That's my Wall Street, spelled mywallst.com slash T S T. All right, you've seen those Russian dash cam videos. They're crazy. Crazy things happen when you're in your car and when you're around your car and when your car's parked and uh, around it. Things happen around your car. You want to get those things on camera. They might be evidence. They might be revenue you could earn on YouTube. They might be a story. The Space is the world's leading dash cam brand. It's now available in the U.S. You've seen them in Russia. You know the ridiculous and stupid things that happen. You want one. But NextSpace is more than just a dash cam. The new Series 2 range includes five models packed with exciting features, stunning image quality, up to 1440p resolution, and an IPS touchscreen. There's an SOS emergency system. It's a world's first for dash cams. It'll immediately emer- alert emergency service uh, if you if you if it experiences an incident like a crash or a major incident. There's cabin or rear-facing add-on modules to allow you to view the inside of the vehicle, the road behind you. Perfect for parents or rideshare drivers or to get video of crazy tailgaters. Get peace of mind when you drive with Nexbase. Now available at Best Buy stores nationwide in the US and Canada or online at Amazon. Now, here's what you do buy it at Amazon, use code 20 smoking, that's the number 20 smoking, and get. 20% off all NexBase dash cams on Amazon with code 20 smoking, 20 smoking. Get a NexBase camera on Amazon. I got 20% off their whole model range for you. Do it, do it, do it. Speaking of doing it, you know what I did this morning? Shaved my face and my head. To look good for my wife and to be pimping at Cars and Coffee in the coontosh. And when I shave, first I go buzzer, and that means the Brio Beardscape, and then I go with the proper razor in the shower. The Brio Beardscape lets me do this procedure. For about a year and a half, in between charges, the battery lasts forever. It's perfect for trimming your face, your head, or general manscaping. They put manscaping in quotes here. That means balls. It means it's good for shaving your balls. There's different attachments for different uh, different cuts. There's a ceramic blade, which gets... More, uh, stays sharper, lasts longer, and you have to oil it less frequently than stainless steel. Plus, it's got a real powerful motor. It cuts through that thick hair if you got that fucking Habibi thick hair like I do. And uh, it's it's great, man. I like the Beardscape very much. I originally started as just reading an ad, but I legit use the Beardscape every single week for like the last two years. Go to brio4life.com. That's B-R-I-O, the number 4, life.com and get the best uh, price on the internet with code SMOKING, brio4life.com, code SMOKING, best price online for the Brio Beardscape. Lastly, check out autotempest.com. If you're looking to buy a car, if you're looking to see what the collector market is about, if you're looking to see what is available and on the market, this is where you need to be. Autotempest.com searches all the top car sites on one page at the same time, and then compares those results to, to Craigslist nationally, and then all of uh, Auto Trader. It is brilliant. It brings all these results into one page, so you don't have to type in the same information into dozens of different sites and have a million tabs open. It's double work. It's triple work. It's extra time, and your time is worth money. So when you're looking for a car online, check out autotempest.com and check all of those sites at the same time. Alrighty then. On this episode of the show, we got a, a return guest, an old friend, Mr. Mike Burrows of Stance Works is uh, is in studio talking about uh, some of his more famous builds, uh, his new project uh, in, to build bespoke cars for customers, his rad uh, Land Cruiser that he drove up to the show today, and a bunch of other random stuff. We love having him in studio. Mike Burrows of Stance Works on the Smoking Tire Podcast. Yo, what up, folks? smoking tire motherfucking podcast on a tuesday what's happening mike burrows stance work in the house what's up brother um i would
1: say you know nothing exciting but i guess that depends on who you are except uh, there's lots of there's, things exciting Is there's that always your- yeah there's always stuff going on uh in the middle of working on all sorts of projects and you know crazy busy and what have you but good busy
0: Ah, well now I had to get a little more light Ooh. happening. That's better. So, a Crazy Busy. Crazy Busy's good. Yeah. Crazy Busy's good. Tell me what Crazy Busy in- entails in your life, dude.
1: Um. Well, Is as I was kind of executing explaining- executing visions? Uh, I guess so. So, as I was explaining kind of a minute ago, um, obviously, I'm still doing Stanceworks. That's been full-time since 2011. Um, and then, in January- uh, Stanceworks.com. Check them out. I started uh, with two business partners, a new company- uh, called Proto Machine, which is essentially a uh, you know, oh, a fad did you guys shop. build this shit? Yeah, so that car was built by b- my business partner Riley.
0: Mm, I remember seeing this car. This it's, is this is a car I recognize. This is a Trans Am, wide body, cut down. Uh, I guess. Is, the, is it a body drop? Is that what you'd call that? So, the that's that pretty car much is the a, opposite of a lift.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a full tube chassis. So, it's really just a kind of a you know, a cage wearing a Trans Am skin.
0: Fucking hot.
1: Um, and then underneath, it's all custom suspension, independent front and rear. Uh, Olin's coilovers, push rods. Uh, it's got a 1,000 horsepower in a uh, 10,000 RPM LS in it. Uh, I mean, it is like the most is mental. de destroked?
0: Car. Is that how that works? Uh,
1: it's a 400 cubic inch. I don't know the stroke and bore. How on do it.
0: you get an LS to rev to 10?
1: Um, you go to Motor Machine in Carmichael, California, and mm. you say, I want to build a 10,000 r- RPM LS. They laugh mm. at you, and then you say, No, I'm then serious. You, uh, and then you hand them
0: a briefcase with $70,000 in it.
1: <laughs> to a T. <tea>. Exactly <laughs> right. So yeah. you got to show them you're serious, and yeah. then uh, and then they make some magic happen and you wind up with that thing. I
0: mean, the car, that car is fucking fire. That it's, looks fire. Does that work?
1: Oh, I mean, yeah. It's, it's runs and drives. It sounds absolutely nuts. It's, uh... That's one is hell it, of a car. Is it
0: height adjustable? I mean I know you guys yeah, yeah. I know you guys like 'em low, but but that looks like a what I would just call a display position, not um, so much a, a road course attacking position.
1: Yeah, it would be uh the type of thing once you got it on a good road course, it would be fine. You're not right. gonna take that around streets of Willow.
0: No, you take it on those Herman Tilke fucking yeah. F one circuits like uh what's the one uh Paul Ricard exactly <laughs> with the stripes? Is that uh, me fucking? Is that me peeking? Hold on. Sound, sound, sound. Oh, I got to turn myself down a little bit. Sometimes you got to. Yo, I be producing and fucking hosting right now. I'm impressed. Son, sometimes you got to do this shit. Zach's in Atlanta. show goes on. Fucking Zach. The problem with having a side job, or having (laughs) this as your side job, (laughs) is if you ain't here... I'm going to figure out a way to do it myself, and you don't want to teach me that I can do it myself, because then I stop calling you. Yeah, who needs Zach no, anyway? No, I love Zach. If Zach was here, he would be sitting here. I love you too, Zach. Um, okay, so... How uh no offense, the this looks fucking sick. Sure. How does this differ from Stanceworks? Because um, I mean it seems like this is the kind of thing you could build at Stanceworks.
1: Yeah, so essentially Stanceworks is uh, and always has been a media outlet. It's uh kind of an online magazine for lack
0: of a better way to put it. Um, yeah, but you build things.
1: And I do, and I've always used I, I, that I
0: conflate the two. I don't really I don't really that's draw fair. the line. That's is fair. that just is that my problem? Or um, have you done such a good job?
1: <laughs> and that's a good question. I don't even know the answer to that one, but I guess Stanceworks has always been the outlet for the cars that I put together. Mm. Uh, and you know, we kind of, for the past number of years, have all said, "Hey, what if we really gave this a shot?" You know, we've had people wanting to buy everything we've put together so far. What if we, what if we do this for real? And so, in January, decided to pull that trigger.
0: Uh, so but, this proto machine thing is out. That's this. That's, that's the culmination of this. Yes. So you are. Building cars on spec? You are building cars um, and then trying to sell them, or no, you
1: are—it's—it's it's, kind of on spec. It's—it's it's, you know, for example, a customer is going to come to us and say, "Hey, I want this," or. I want a car. What do you want to build for me? Mm. Which is, you know, like we're in the middle of a pretty big one right now that I can't. It's a talk dangerous about. game to play. Have <laughs> it's you exciting. had? Have
0: you had some talks with uh, Mr. John Ward of Icon yet about this sort of thing?
1: Uh, not extensively, no. He's
0: been on the show a bunch, and he's always, you know, he's he his attention to detail is fucking oh, yeah. insane, and you know, he, in order to really be. Um, successful uh, financially he needs to build as many of those FJs as bron- and Broncos as he can and he's Absolutely. set up as, as close to an assembly line process as he can to do that but so many people approach him with these crazy fucking plans yeah. and open checkbooks and but he somehow, he goes, man, you know, people come up to me and they'll give me a million dollars to build something. And you go, well, how can I not get something done for a million dollars? Surprise, it's And hard. you go, <laughs> and then you go, uh, of the 4,000th man hour, you go, exactly. shit, I need another million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> get this no, there's, there's definitely finding a balance
1: to it uh, and, you know, kind of the growing pains and things like that. But fortunately, um, you know, I've put together enough cars that I kind of know my pace. At this point, so does Riley. So so yeah. does Nick. Um and so we felt like we're we're at the point we should give this a go. And and so far it's it's going great. We're, okay, so who are the
0: partners? Riley. So is, Riley's
1: the guy who built is, the transam Yeah, okay, and, and who's then, Nick? And then Nick Foster uh is the third partner. I've known Nick for a long time. He's a kind of an old school BMW guy. Um has built, you know, a, a handful of cars that are quite respectable. He's got a um Probably the the nicest E twenty one on the planet. If you're going to ask me, E twenty one three series, um, and then he's he just finished a full uh, FJ sixty two restoration um, that puts any of them out there to shame. Can he's, I find he, his
0: his things? Yeah, here. Uh, I'm assuming on, if we scroll. no, uh, uh, we'll I'm, find I'm scrolling through. I see some on, on uh, Hang on, why don't I share this with the people? I mean, it can't be so selfish. Hang on, you see some E twenty eights. So Ooh.
1: there's there's the NYX E21. Wow, so this
0: is a 1981 uh, BMW 320. Really interesting style done to it. It's got wow, it's got louvers in the back. It's got really tight bumpers, but it's also got like a very Japanese kind of look, kind of style happening with those wheels. What do you I don't what do we call those wheels?
1: Uh so those are Renault Racing Splits. Um they are in the BMW world, Probably considered to be one of the kind of holy grail of wheels. They are...
0: Like can't find them, don't have made them in years sort of thing. Like
1: junk sets go for, you know, three grand for these old Mm -hmm. crappy wheels. Um, And so, of course, he's got those in perfect shape rebuilt to fit the car perfectly and I mean he's he's the most detail it's a nice oriented. nice looking car man. He's an aerospace engineer for a living if that explains oh, anything. Yeah. So.
0: When I meet those guys that are like you know pro high level engineers for a living their side projects are usually yeah. <laughs> pretty fucking yeah. rad. I met a guy who does rockets and his fucking car was completely out, off the wall. There's a dude who does chassis for GM and his project is like a Starian that was the fucking hmm. craziest Starian ever built. It's basically a Formula Drift car. Okay, Starion.
1: Oh, I think I'm familiar with this. You've the, probably the, seen the red it. one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah John. That car is wild. Yeah, that guy. Sick. He's no. He built a whole car himself. It's wow. just dope. So yeah, this is on this. I like this guy's aesthetic a lot. Can I get more imagery here of this? This is a. I, this is a great fucking look. This this three series is like pretty rare in the three series.
1: They call them kind of kind of the forgotten. 3 series nobody remembers or talks about E21s at all and in, in you know stock form with the big US bumpers the impact stuff on yeah. them out they're not I'm particularly attractive cars either but
0: I can't uh, recall the last time I've seen a body style like this with those louvers on it
1: yeah I mean maybe rare never pieces. yeah rare pieces
0: there's the 320 well, I've never actually driven an E30 320. Have you had a go in one of those? Not in a 320, no. I'm, I'd love to know what it's like. My boy, Sean, who, uh, the importer, top rank, Sean Morris, if you know him, he's like the Skyline guy, and I just bought my Delica van from him. Okay. Um, he imported a 320 from Japan, hmm. uh, left-hand drive, mint, and it's sold for what I would call a very reasonable amount of money, okay. considering the condition and the miles. Um, and it would, it seemed like a prime way to get in the market, but he was like, I don't know, it's a 320, everyone kind of wants the 25, but yeah. there might be something to it. It's a six-cylinder. It's a two-liter six-cylinder, not a four-cylinder, so that's hmm. like good.
1: I didn't even know that. I would have assumed it was a four.
0: Yeah, it was a six. Hmm. It was like a, some kind I of d stroked six. It was weird. News to me. I don't know. We'll have to find it. Well, Sean, get another one. Let's drive it.
1: There's also speaking of three twenties, I think there's a like an Italian three twenty I E thirty that is a D stroked E thirty M M3, M3, yeah S fourteen card as well. It's
0: some uh, weird homologation yeah. like spec thing and, and apparently very very collectible mm-hmm. hard to find
1: would make sense I, yeah. I imagine there's not many of them
0: no you got to get them from like EAG and shit <laughs> Eric's, save your pennies Eric's hoarding them over there <laughs> um, no this is lovely so are this on your uh, on the website here um, oh I ended up back at Stanceworks actually from Proto Machine uh, are you are these cars that are listed for sale is that what we're looking uh,
1: at right no, now so this is just kind of to show anybody a mission that has, statement of, of sorts yeah if you don't know who we are what we do. This is going to kind of give you an idea of what we can put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and What's up
0: with the Model A? The thing is rad. So that's my
1: latest project. I did that for SEMA just this past year, um, and it is off the wall. It's terrifying to drive. Not your average Model A. Uh, are those uh, Ford valve, Ford V8 valve covers? What is yeah, that? Yeah, it's, it's got a blown Coyote in it. Jesus so it's got Christ! A, it's got a uh, first gen Coyote with a uh, 2.65 liter. Third gen TVS <laughs> VMP blower on top uh, with E85. You say two point
0: six five. Yeah, that's like a ZR1 blower, isn't it's it? A Pretty big much blower. Yeah, <laughs>
1: um, and then it's running at fourteen psi on E85.
0: Oh yeah. Um, well, I mean, uh, look, that's uh, probably good. <laughs> it's it's a handful. Yeah. I mean, what does it weigh? 2,500 pounds? Uh, 22, Maybe? I
1: think it was, what is it? 22, like, 71, I think is what it was. Bro. Looks like a
0: fucking death trap, bro. It is. Honestly, so, it looks like a death trap.
1: It's unlike anything I've ever driven in that... I was trying to explain this to somebody recently. Um, when you think about just how quick, you know, a car can be, when it really throws you back into your seat, Yeah. Right? So it has that experience when you mash the pedal. But at the same time, it doesn't run through the RPM band. It just... Blows the Blap. tires off of it. <laughs> so the acceleration is just the tires playing catch up while you're just pegging the rev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still terrifying. Yeah. And the rear end's trying to go everywhere. And it's only like 11 and a half feet long. Yeah. And, you know, it's like a go kart. So, <laughs> I mean, look. It is it, a death trap.
0: I would love to roll up to Cars and Coffee in that, but I can't say I'd like to find the limit, if you know what I mean.
1: I don't want to find the limit.
0: I mean, I bet if you took the, if you ran like a, fucking old school 302 in that it'd be fast as balls yeah too. Like, I, I built a 28
1: just, model a uh a number of years ago that had a bmw four liter v8 in it
0: that found cool
1: and so it had 300 horsepower plenty for the car and even that was just terrifyingly fast so this is on a different level did that
0: sound good that v8 Oh yeah, I I drove an E thirty that had one of those stuff shoved into it once. Aside from the fact that the guy didn't have room for a brake booster, and so there were no power brakes. That's kind of scary. Yeah, I hate when that kind of shit happens. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's like, no, we need, that.
1: <laughs> we really need this that. This is crucial. We need to be able to stop.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's not like they. Um, this is a sidebar. I want to get back to the Model A, but I, it comes to mind because I just drove this. Really pretty SEMA built E30. Okay. These 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 kids, literally college kids. I think it's called Honest Assembly with
1: the E30 M3. Yes, they yeah. put an
0: F80, the current M3 really nice. drivetrain under an E30. Yeah. And look for kids, it's done pretty fucking well. It looked it. It looks it looks really nice. I mean, I don't know how much I don't know how shitty the car was that they started with, mm-hmm. but like the bodywork, the finishing, yeah. like all of it is pretty pretty nice. Like, and. It run, it works. like yeah. It runs, it drives, it has multiple different power settings on a button, like, all that shit's pretty cool. So it does what it's supposed to,
1: or? There's Almost. Okay, there's there's so an asterisk.
0: But? There's an asterisk. The asterisk is that there was no room for a power steering pump. Uh-oh. So there's no power steering. But they didn't change... To can fully convert to like, so a, manual like a manual rack. rack. Okay. It's not a manual rack. Mm. It is a power steering rack where there's no power steering. That's kinda rough. I have to be honest. And the video comes out uh tomorrow for those of you watching live, Wednesday the seventh. Uh seventh, eighth, seventh. Seventh. Um it's almost undrivable. I mean it's really Yeah. It's the, yeah, I mean it's it's the, you, you it's You're fucking almost it. undrivable. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So so that, that's kind of a bummer. So don't do that. No. <laughs> delete no, we'll, don't we'll delete power down. series. Anyway, uh, Model A with uh, seven hundred fucking horsepower sounds uh sounds what's the next in your build list here? That I don't want to drive that. I do still wanna drive Rusty if Rusty's drivable.
1: Rusty's drivable. So right now Rusty is on display, I think for like almost a whole year it's gonna be uh, in Uh, at the CCA headquarters, BMW CCA headquarters as part of their, um, they have like a display for um, the... The CCA has
0: an actual display at it? Oh yeah, it's
1: like a whole uh, celebration anniversary type thing, so they've got kind of one of everything there, um, which humorously, I I was uh, getting feedback from one of the guys setting everything up, and when they brought Rusty in, and it was paired right next to some just gorgeous E9. Love it. And apparently the <laughs> e nine
0: perfect showroom car
1: was the the guy with the owner of the e nine was like, "You're not gonna put that next to my car, are you?" And so the guy was like, "Oh no, we're definitely gonna do that Ugh. and so he started throwing a temper tantrum about it, and the guy was like, "Look,
0: you can take your car out if you want.
1: You can move it out or you can you can sit tight, you can handle it." I know you're proud of your E9, but that thing's worth more. So chill out. <laughs> Which was kind of a fun, rewarding moment to to hear about, at least.
0: But does it, it work right now?
1: Yeah, no, it it runs and drives. I uh, I think
0: last time you were here, you were kind of in the middle of taking one engine. Didn't you have like a race motor in it, and it was not actually good?
1: Uh, no, it, it still has a race motor in it. Uh, same motor. It hasn't ever come out. Uh, it is it is not drivable in the I'm gonna street it. So yeah, that's what. Yeah, it is a very high strung, fourteen to one compression dry. Uh, 113 octane, full tilt race motor S38. Right.
0: So. The, well, there was a bit of a uh, inverse. <laughs> There's a bit of an issue because the the, the suspension isn't really and the chassis. You told me anyway, if I recall. It wasn't really track ready at the time, and yet the motor uh, can only be used in that sort of setting. It's
1: not, I guess, is it drivable? Yes. Is it usable? That depends on your definition. Yeah. Um, You're not going to go use it for any purpose, but you can certainly go rip around in it. Oh, okay. Um, But even even to this day, it it doesn't have like a firewall in it.
0: (laughs) No firewall, you say?
1: Yeah, it doesn't have a firewall in it, so it's like that type of thing that's going to keep it from ever going on track, track, totally of consequence. Yeah. But as an art piece,
0: I think it's quite successful. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, I'm more than happy with the, I would, I don't really, I kind of want you to just like put a regular fucking motor in it, so I can just crew like, just a straight up 535 engine with a straight pipe going out the hood just, <laughs> will achieve, I think, the, <laughs> the
1: same it, effect it, it as what would. you got. And and so I sold the car in August of last year to a collector. Really?
0: Yeah, I did. Oh, cool. Um, and you don't have to say, but did you get a strong number for it?
1: I think so, yeah. You call it strong? Yeah.
0: Cool. Good for you.
1: No, I'm, I'm happy with it. It was, was this type of thing I had never considered selling it. Mm. Um, and
0: When they he, call you sometimes.
1: Yeah, he, he approached me. He's like, man, I'd, I'd really love to own that car. And I thought, oh, that's really flattering. And then, you know, we were still, I was hanging out at his shop. He's down in San Clemente, or San Juan Capistrano. And... He, you know, we continued. We were just hanging out, talking shop, and again, he just out of nowhere blurted out, "You know, I'd really kind of, I'd really love to own that car someday. That would be really cool." I was like, "Yeah, uh, I agree. That would, that would be cool. I like owning it too." Uh, And I didn't think that he was actually saying, "Like, hey, I (laughs) I want to buy a car." Like owning it too. Um, Yeah, no,
0: everything's for sale all the time, bro. It's just (laughs) the num, it's just the num, if the numbers right, everything's for sale all the time. Always. Yeah,
1: but. Yeah, he just kind of continued that, and then you know I was on my way out of his shop and said my goodbyes and walked out, and then he chased me out the door. He's like, "Hey, I'm kind of serious about about owning that car. Just just mull it over." And so then we talked about it honestly for almost a year, back and forth, kind of <laughs> ironing out details and me digesting whether or not I was even willing to do this. Yeah. Uh, and the the answer for me was I kind of realized no matter what rusty's gonna have another chapter in it that chapter could be it gets pushed around my shop for the rest of forever yeah as it collects dust and and i argue with myself about whether or not i can even afford to go do anything with it because of what i did to it or you know is it going to be the type of thing where someday i get tired of it and i sell it to you know some
0: random person who's just going to go you know whore it out or whatever better Um, to sell it before you get to that point, yeah, you yeah. never want to get tired of something. You know what I mean, and then decide to sell it because now you're now you want out. Yeah. If somebody wants in, oh, that's the time to sell.
1: And I think the thing that finally got me convinced that that this was a good idea was his whole approach to it. He he said, "Look, I don't want to just. I'm not sitting here trying to buy your car." I think your car is important, and I want to be that car's next caretaker. Oh,
0: that's nice. When someone says some the right shit like that, yeah, you know, and you're like, okay, look, he's not gonna try to modify or do something, you know, and you, you know, that that sort of caretaker approach to it, I get it. And he said, look, I, I, I wanna, I want this car because
1: I just love looking at it. I love hearing it. I don't even care if I can drive it or not. I just, I want it. I, I, I want to add this to my collection. And he's got a, a hugely respectable BMW collection. And, and I realized, you know what? This makes more sense than what I think. Yeah, someone's I'm 20th with car. And because and, it was like the only other thing I could see myself doing if I held on to it is kind of this I had this idea of reskinning the whole car because it's tube chassis, um, in, like redoing the body in either aluminum. Or doing the body and having molds made of everything in fiberglass.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then with sell the fiberglass...
0: It, sell it as a body.
1: <laughs> well, I don't think many people could use it, but uh, thought process being like then put a full you know paint on it uh-huh. and clean it up and have this kind of finished car that would have come full circle. Uh, but then I realized if I do that, it's not rusty anymore. Yeah. I could just build that
0: without ruining rusty, so to speak. Could you make like... A, gi- a reverse jig for the chassis. <laughs> like, could you, like, is there? What do you call it if you build a one-off chassis and then decide to make? a... It's a jig, right? Yeah, make, you a just make a mold of jig. That? Yeah. Is that doable or desirable even?
1: Uh, I mean, certainly doable, but for something that custom, if if I were going to build another one, I'd probably modify it anyway. Yeah. So, if somebody lessons came to were me and, learned. Yeah, if somebody came to me and said, "Hey." I love that car. I want you to build me one. It would come out a bit different. Yeah. So.
0: And also, I think if you sell something like this to somebody, to a collector, assuming it's not some sort of rock bottom desperate price, you know, if it's, if it's, if it's, bought in the context of being an art piece, I think you owe it to the buyer to not make another right, one. Right. You so. know, if you did, it, if you made a, a variant, sure, yeah, yeah I of wouldn't, course. I but wouldn't make a copy yeah, yeah, of the car, no, but yeah, if somebody said,
1: I want that same type of yeah. thing, that's, you know, that's what Proto Machines here to do. So.
0: Yeah, and then you've got this this lovely Dots and Z, which uh, resembles what I sort of did with my Mustang. Yeah, same type Modern of Modern wheels, and- over fenders, I like the yellow treatment on the lights, that's good. Not too, not too overboard. Kept it, kept it pretty, pretty reasonable on this, at least on the outside. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's got a, if I remember right, it's an LS6 under the hood with like <laughs> 400 and some odd horsepower. Yeah, but, well,
0: it's as reasonable as you can be with that. You know. I, you know what I, li- I like about the LS swaps in these is you can keep them actually kind of quiet. You mm-hmm. can keep them. You don't need to run some stupid cam like a basic out of a camaro ls in this it doesn't need more power than that you're gonna no, have a blast with that it. car is crazy fast you know i think the 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 reasonable power reasonable cam v8 swap is kind of underrated it is i drove an rx7 once like an fd rx7 they had like a not too loud and and stock cam ls i don't know two three whatever, the fuck whatever it whatever it is and it was i mean it 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 was remarkable how much it made it feel like a Corvette. But that that aside, you know the the kind of effortless torque of it is is really nice. And sometimes when you like really hot rod it up, it's like shit, man. I, now it rattles
1: like yeah, crazy. you lose and, that when you have it kind of conservative or just you know, out of the box, so to speak, then it you have that kind of turnkey drivability where it just drives like a normal vehicle. Yeah, um, And so that's kind of like the mentality of the, the Land Cruiser outside has a six-liter LS in it. It sounded um, a little different. Um, <laughs> it's that type of thing. You just get in, turn the key, and drive. But then here I am fighting with the idea of whether or not to supercharge it, because why of wouldn't Of course. They, you know? Here's
0: the Land Cruiser outside, folks. It's fucking cool. It's very nice. It's got a little tent thing on the top. Pop tent, big, big Steelies. It's very cool. I saw you from a mile away. (laughs) And I'm like the biggest douche ever. I drove up in a Range Rover SVR. it is is the blue one outside. The blue one. Okay. It's so great. I love it so much. And, but I am like, I'm so, you become Range Rover douche. Makes sense. So easily in that car. And like, I'm actually a little embarrassed. Like, when you drive an F-Type Jaguar and it's and crazy loud, it's like, ah, oh, it's a Jaguar okay, yeah, F-Type. Yeah. All right. But when you drive a bright blue Range Rover that is that loud... People are going to judge you. Yeah. no, it's, They don't let you in in traffic. No. They box you. It's
1: kind of funny. We <laughs> had this same conversation recently. Uh, one of my good buddies just bought a G55 AMG. Oh, same thing. Yeah, same thing. And he kind of had this internal battle of like man that's such a douchebag car to own and then after talking about it for a few months he kind of realized well if it looks like a douchebag and it smells like a douchebag guys I'm a douchebag yeah and he's just embraced it and it's great he loves it and and it's very it's very him but it's perfect
0: you you, either you're okay embracing it or you're kind of not I had a Hummer like an H1 Hummer back at a time when it was really not cool to have a Hummer (laughs) like 2007 was like minimum cool, huh? Yeah, like they are not
1: supposed to do that. You're
0: not, <laughs> nobody wanted any part of you. And for about three weeks, I was like, yeah, fuck everybody. And then I was like, wait, no, they're really treating me like I'm a piece of shit. And, <laughs> Maybe this and isn't I wasn't. It. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't worthwhile Okay, so,
1: but for real, tell me, give me at least one good reason not to get an H1, because that's on my radar at the moment.
0: Well... I mean, the big, now, in you know, in, yeah. th- the most objective reason I can give you to not buy one is that they are apocalyptic piles of shit. That's what I've heard. Yeah, they're they're made really badly. Now, that being said. If you're okay with that. Well, you can literally turn piles of shit into gold. So if you're the kind of person who could do that, like, do, do you want a project or do you want something that's oh, a turnkey, just no, drive no, no,
1: no. it? I, I would love to just buy one that's... Totally fucked up, and, and pulled the 6.5 out yeah. of it, because
0: those things suck. It's, that's what I had. I had the 6.5 turbo, yep. and it was a flaming hunk of shit.
1: Yeah, so get rid of that immediately. Yeah,
0: you need Duramax. Exactly. Yeah, and so there's a company called Millspec, have you heard of them? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Young guys, uh, and they have attempted most, I think mostly successfully actually, believe it or not, uh, to unshitbox the Hummer. Hmm. And they've done a really good job. I bet I, it costs a lot of money. huh? It's fucking expensive though, <laughs> but but you can get for what I suspect you want to do. Okay, you can do it for much less, and you can get a lot of the. You know, I don't think it's a hard vehicle to work on. I, yeah, you, yeah. You take the whole body off. You just drop shit in the chassis. Like sure. um the one, the thing that the mil, set the mil spec one really apart was A, they took the whole thing apart and put it back together much better than the factory did. So mm-hmm. there's that, the, the, the reduction in tolerances, et cetera, et cetera. But also Duramax, Allison gearbox. Yep. And rear drive. Uh, okay. uh, selectable. So selectable gearbox. The original ones were all four by four. So now when you're pushing a thousand pounds of torque out of a Duramax, now you can drift it. I and mean. it becomes a whole different ball game. That sounds like a good time. So for you, fuck you, yeah. You buy a cheap one and do your fucking thing and go crazy. They have let me pull up the Mill Spec uh one. They have like a drift one. Hmm. Um it's like a it's like a Hummer uh, race car. Th- this. Okay, Look see. at this bad motherfucker right here. Oops. This thing is so oh, cool. It got, like, street tires on it and everything. Yeah, they, like, lowered it on street tires, and it's a military one, stripped out, so it's got, like, nothing in it, no doors, no nothing. It's the lightest one they could find. Huh. It's got a thousand pound feet of torque. It's rear-wheel drive. It has a handbrake.
1: Okay, I'm in. <laughs> I
0: support it. That is the kind of thing you can get behind, yes. I suggest that. But if you're expecting a quality vehicle by buying one, do not. Uh, quality, not so concerned no, about. No, no. Then you're fine. Yeah, cool. If you... Uh, like, okay. I Because I was poking around your Instagram, and I found this image, which I think is great, and I think you should do this with all your builds if you haven't already. The comparison of presumably when you first bought this vehicle yep. and then when you were done with it. So, <clears throat> what we're looking at the top and bottom. Top is a Model A pickup truck. Yep. Bottom is <laughs> whatever the fuck it is that you've <laughs> yeah, built here. that fucking thing. Uh, so, give us the rundown of... When you saw this truck, or did you go hunting for that truck, envisioning the bottom, or did you, how does that, what is your thought process here?
1: I knew exactly what I wanted to build, uh, like, two years out. It's just kind of, I had built, like I said, I built a Model A pickup before, and I really enjoyed it, and I'd been itching to build another hot rod. Um... But I knew this time I kind of wanted to pull inspiration from, you know, a little bit of F1 flavor, a little bit of trophy truck flavor, uh, and then, of course, some hot rod styling in there, too. Yeah, um, the entire,
0: like, behind the cab is basically, like, mini trophy truck style. Exactly. Yeah, it's real cool. I love the, the shocks are, like, displayed like that. It's fucking awesome. Cantilever suspension Rules! But essentially, I knew
1: what I wanted to build, so then I went on the hunt for uh, the right Model A, which I knew it needed to be a thirty thirty one closed cab pickup. And I actually tried to buy this this one truck from this guy uh, that sells them out in like Minnesota or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, he had it on his. He, he has like a rudimentary website that shows what he's got in inventory. He kind of collects them and sells them. And he had one. I said, "This is exactly what I want. This is perfect." Let me pay you today. Let's close this deal. He said, oh, you know, I'll reach out. Let me get you the banking information tomorrow. We'll, we'll do this. So, okay. So next day, I don't hear from him. I hit him up that afternoon. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll reach out tomorrow morning again. Whatever, whatever. What is this shadiness? <clears throat> and so we kind of go through this, you know, song and dance. And then before I know it, it's Saturday. He finally gives me the information. Can't do a bank transfer on Saturday. So I say, okay, Monday morning, I'll pay you for this truck. We'll close the deal. And then that Sunday... I went to the Pomona swap meet and found this truck. So, sucks for the other guy, he'd have had my money, but this guy was there, and what was perfect is I knew it was the exact model
0: of truck I wanted. Oh, you mean you found a different one that wasn't this one?
1: Uh, the one in Minnesota yeah, was with, not this Oh, truck.
0: okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And then you found this, this one at the Pomona Swap Meet. This one at right. the
1: Pomona Swap Meet.
0: Uh, I hear you have to actually go to the Pomona Swap Meet at, like, 5 a.m. if you want to get anything decent. Uh,
1: I've never gone that early. <laughs> every time I go, like, so the reason I don't go to the Pomona Swap Meet is because I know that I'm going to try to buy something yeah. if I go. It happens every time, and <laughs> especially if my girlfriend's there, she's, like, kind of the ballast in terms of, like, if it's, uh... You know, if she's not into it, she's going to be the voice of reason. Yeah. Which is good. I need that. But if she is into it, if it's a classic truck, she's going to be like, well, I mean, you could, you could afford it. You can, (laughs) you know, you can find room for it. So, um, she knew I wanted a Model A. She was supportive of this one. And, and the thing that was perfect was, uh, the guy had owned it for like 15 or 20 years. Um, you know, knew the truck really well, had done, you know, kept it on the road. It was all original. I feel a little bit bad about that, but, um, and then it was gray. I knew I wanted a gray truck. That was...
0: I mean, saves you having to paint the cab.
1: Yeah, and I <laughs> and I knew I wanted kind of some patina and um, not necessarily originality to it, but some flavor, so to speak, and so it was perfect. I, I knew I had to have the truck and... We struck up a deal, and he said, you're not going to cut this up, are you? And I said, no, I want to preserve it, keep it on the road, and maintain it. You've done such a good job of that over the last 20 years. Like, I'm going to do the same.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's so funny how, like, you selling (laughs) your... You you said the same thing to the guy who bought Rusty. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Except you were lying, and you were hoping this guy wasn't.
1: I know where Rusty's at, so I get to keep eyes on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Did you drive it home from the motoswam meet?
1: Uh, it was drivable. Uh, part of the deal that we worked out was I was like, "Look, you drop it off at my shop." Yeah, yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Um, part partially just you know trying to get the most out of him not budging on the price. It was like, "All right, well, at so, that price, you got to deliver it."
0: <clears throat> so, other than the cab, do you completely build and design the front and rear like subframes of this thing?
1: Uh, so it's a complete chassis. Uh, the only part of the Model A that's still there is the cab, and then the nose cone and and grill so to speak or the grill shell are the one that was on the truck when I got it Mm. Um, I still have the complete bed as well and if I have the truck for long enough I'm going to put the bed sides on it as well
0: yeah like raise them up kind of like put them like like yeah, higher so or cut would you just cut the cut a bigger wheel arch
1: no so they would go up uh and i'd line the bedside like the top of the bedside up with the body trim versus if you look at the, the before photo it's you know like six inches or eight inches lower yeah 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 uh, so do that type of thing but then uh the wheels would sit outboard of the bedsides so oh it would go I, it would completely
0: no inside yeah 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 cool
1: um But, yeah, otherwise, there's no part of the truck left. Everybody always asks me, why did you cut up or, you know, ruin a complete, you know, honest, original truck for this? And, you know, my response to that is, you clearly haven't built something like this before because the first Model A I built was not a complete truck. Yeah. And the worst part about it was this kind of, uh, the incompleteness of not having things like door hinges, door latches, door handles, um... You you know, all these little bits and pieces that make it all go together. I'm with you.
0: The idea of cutting up, like, like restorers, preservers, Mm. and builders, they all want the same fucking truck for the same reasons. That whole, like, oh, you should buy a shitty one, it's like, bro, it cost me three times as much Exactly to get to the same place and start with a shitty one. I bought this and it didn't need
1: anything. Yeah. For for what it was, and yeah. the other thing is, I took the com- you know I took the body off of it, and I sold the complete running chassis to a guy who wanted to put that a car probably back on kept the road. another car alive, and then I sold like all the fenders and stuff off to another guy, and you know it's so like cumulatively we have a net gain of Model A's on the road. <laughs> so those guys can stop complaining. They yeah. also made like five
0: million of them, yeah, so it's yeah, going to yeah. be fine. You're not cutting up Miras, like no, it's
1: we're we're okay. Yeah, Cons- um, and
0: by the way, if somebody wants to preserve Model A's fucking buy them. Yeah, but they're, they're all over. They're worth 8 pennies. Buy one, it's buy nuts. 10. F- I, preserve them. I posted this uh the before and after
1: and it's like the most viral post I've had on my Instagram. Yeah, it has
0: got 22,000 likes. It's and not bad. Yeah, <laughs> it it was wild for 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 my interaction rate. Um, yeah, for ninety thousand followers, which is very good. To have twenty two thousand likes on a post is a lot.
1: Yeah, and yeah. and it got reposted by every big page that I can you know conjure up. It was just constant, uh, and it was really interesting because all oh, of the feedback the
0: was was so negative. I like this being upset about it. What all the feedback was so negative? Get the fuck out of here! These people um, stink.
1: And and so many. People this looks like a
0: total trophy truck from the back. I mean, this this radiator setup is basically a trophy truck radiator setup, right?
1: Yeah, it's from the back. It's trophy <clears> truck, <throat> but you know, built to drive on the street instead of. You How know, does it ride? Really, well. it's it's actually, like, ride? really well. It's actually really smooth. The coilovers aren't too stiff. Uh, the rear end uh, is solid axle, uh, triangulated four link. Uh-huh. Uh, and then kinda of levered with the coilovers mounted up high. Um, but otherwise it's like a really standard simple setup in the back. And then the front uh is an independent front suspension that I designed, um, you know, with calculators and CAD and whatnot to get, you know, the correct instant center, roll center, all that wow. kind of stuff.
0: That's amazing.
1: Um, but overall, like the spring rates on it are 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 pretty simple. I think it's like it's sitting on I want to say the springs are maybe 400 pound springs. It's oh, that's not, not too bad. It's not wildly stiff. It rides real smooth. It doesn't hit the ground because there's no overhang. You know, you're not going to hit the front lip on anything because mm. there isn't one.
0: Is the entire driveline Mustang? Mustang gearbox? Mustang we rear end?
1: Uh, no. So I the when initially I thought I was going to use the Mustang six speed. So I bought most of a wrecked Mustang GT.
0: Oh, you're going to use the MT82. Yeah, Did you then learn quickly, it was a complete hunk of shit?
1: Exactly, <laughs> uh, learned that that was going to blow. The up Ford immediately. people
0: get so mad when I call that gearbox. Oh, out. it is I'm sucking. I found out. No, it sucks. you just can't drive. It's like no, I've driven eight Mustangs and second grinds in every single one. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and then the other contributing factor to that was um, the bell housing size and transmission size was so big and knowing that i didn't want to stretch the wheelbase of the truck out it's got its original wheelbase to it um not wanting to stretch it out so that i could fit stuff in there meant that the transmission's inside the truck with me and even that six speed is too big uh-huh. for there to be any room uh so like somewhere in there i'm sure we can find an interior
0: photo yeah give me, a, see give me a second i'll get one
1: probably have to scroll a bit but uh You know, the footwell in it is just big enough for the pedals. Uh, And in order to even fit that, it's got a Jericho. uh, Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are small,
0: actually. They're physically, they're small.
1: Yeah. And so it's it's funny because everybody assumes that I went with that transmission for its, you know, race car aspect or its, you know ability to handle power, but the truth is is no, it's small, all the other things were added benefits. I thought
0: you just wanted to be a martyr and fucking have <laughs> a thing that every time you put it into first goes Oh, it's super
1: sad it's like one of the coolest
0: parts oh, about yeah. the truck. Um <laughs> I had back in the day. I had a. Um, have I gone too far?
1: Uh, no, we'll probably get close to. I had in, we're a superformance super Cobra.
0: Oh, there we go. I had a, a superformance super Cobra, but I was not happy with like the regular one. I got. Oh, here you go. I got like the super death one. Uh huh. And it had a NASCAR motor in it because that like a like an as ag- you do yeah. And it had a Jericho four speed, and it wanted me dead. It was twenty two hundred pounds and like six hundred horsepower. Yeah, absolutely wanted me dead, and but every time you put it in first felt awesome it was <coughs> worth it <laughs> i'm willing to risk my life for this it was <coughs> it was chattery as fuck is this basically it here uh, yeah it?
1: so i thought maybe i'd have more recent photos but this is like when i was building the footwell but you can get an idea of just how small that that here, footwell is is this
0: the brake and the clutch here exactly is there is the gas just a stick
1: pretty, uh, pretty much? It, more or less it is a very slim gas Oh wait pedal. is that it
0: back there i can't uh, is it I, might is be. it installed i can't really tell if it's installed it might be hanging down without yeah. the spring in there um it looks tight it also it's, I have to be honest small. looks very hot.
1: <laughs> it's actually so far, I haven't done any like really long drives in it, but yeah. I, I mean I've I've you know been in it for a half hour and it it's actually not too bad. It doesn't get hot. The exhaust is all outside, so you don't, you don't have that under the car kind of collecting heat and whatnot. Yeah, so. it's
0: got like a in front of the front tire nose dump. Yeah. Is it behind the front tire? Wait, it's like, hang on. It's, yeah, it's, it's behind the front oh, tire. Uh,
1: so this is the f- kind of first exhaust setup, and we actually went and redid it, if you kind of
0: see some of the newer photos. Um, this looks like, that one looks like pretty typical kind of hot rod and then... Then we went for
1: like full, equal length crossover underneath the truck, so that one's still not it. It's a little bit more recent. Oh... Uh, We'll see. Nope, not there. Keep
0: going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, this crazy header. No,
1: nope, that's still the old one. It gets <laughs> crazier. Um. Oh, here we go. So we got. Oh. We oh. Down. Yeah. Now.
0: Now it gets very sort of uh, musical instrumenty, where they really curl on down. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the purpose of that design change?
1: Um. So there's it's it's there's a few uh, kind of facets to it. One was it's such a visible piece on the car. We said, hey, this is kind of what we're doing as a business. Let's build something wild. Let's catch some attention with this, you know exhaust setup. So that's the old one there Oh shit Um, I think if we scroll down just a touch We'll see I had a post that kind of showed more photos of it. It was right when I finished up. That's it
0: Here we go. We'll go back to this. There you go. I'll find it. Don't dwell on photos,
1: Um, but essentially um, Going making something wild and kind of attention-grabbing uh, making something that's equal length, and then the biggest reason for it was the original short exhaust on it, where it's, you know, only a handful of inches, and then a collector, and then it dumps four <laughs> inches after that, um, was getting a lot of reversion on the dyno, uh, trying to get it tuned. Oh. So uh, lambda readings all over the place, things like that. We said, hey, we got to sort this out. So now if you can kind of see underneath Can you just
0: explain that phenomenon real quick? Like why Um, why would that happen uh, because of a short exhaust specifically?
1: So essentially, uh, you know, the cylinder pulses running through the exhaust pipes and then into the collector. um, When you have so little room after the collector itself to the exhaust dump, Uh, what you run into is the uh, cylinder impulses or pulses are going to um, essentially have air drawn back into the collector. Mm-mm. So, essentially, the problem was the O2 sensor isn't reading only the exhaust. It's also running lean because it's drawing oh, clean air right. from outside the, the exhaust in and up to the collector. I think
0: uh, I think our friend Batim from BBI was talking about this. With when designing Porsche exhaust, he yeah, runs into probably, this issue all the time. It's short. It's a very short exhaust. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. So lengthening the exhaust, it's a now it's enough pipe where yeah. you don't run into that issue. So it's
1: got three feet after each collector because they cross underneath the truck. So like this side. Oh, it's exits got a crossover. Oh, is there a,
0: is there an X pipe in the middle? Or? We initially
1: wanted to, but mm-hmm. due to how constrained everything is underneath the truck. Uh, you you essentially have two exhaust pipes that are pointing at each other. You can't you can't X them correctly without you know having it, it, exhaust go right up the other side. Yeah,
0: it can't. It's not a real X, right? right it's really right. kind of like a like a, I i don 't know a, a bus station in the middle of the road right, or something
1: right. More than right so on on this thing, the pipes are literally parallel to oh, each yeah. other, crossing underneath,
0: so that probably wouldn't work, yeah, does it sound fucking crazy though? Oh, it sounds mental. there is a video on here somewhere, oh no people can find I'll, it but... yeah, go on his Instagram and find it i can't i I'll, I'll I'll spend half the fucking show digging that 's rad okay um so what's your okay, so someone comes to you, yeah, they have no. Clear vision, but they like what they see on your website. Sure, they have a budget of like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Pretty good budget. I mean, pretty good. What kind of fucking snobby do I sell? It's a ton of money, but it's not. It's not the million that I heard the other day. Um, and I did hear a million the other day. Someone wanted to drop a million on a Lagonda, and I was like, please. That's wild. (laughs) What is that person thinking? Ah, that they want to f- own shit. <laughs> they want to run the game. Uh, all right, someone comes to you with a clean slate, sure, and a quarter of a million dollars. What are you building?
1: Well, I mean, if they just say, "Hey, I want something cool,"
0: I want your vision. I, I want, want the art. Vision. I want the art piece.
1: Um. I mean, I would, of course, you know, having a true empty blank slate is, is a tough one to answer. Of course. So do, you want a, do you want a car? Do you want a truck? Do you want a hot yeah. rod? Do you, you know, like, what what direction are we taking no, I this? No,
0: wee- I want a weekend car. I don't need to daily drive it. I want <laughs> it to be real cool, but I don't want it to be something that's so crazy it's not drivable.
1: You know, lately I've wanted to build a like kind of Cosworth 190E, but okay. not really anything 190E remaining. I just want to use the skin of it because I think it's a pretty car. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I would try to push someone on that. That's one, like we recently did a full, um, you know, tub job, uh, wheel tubs on the front of a 190 so that it could actually like sit really low and have, uh, cause it's got, um, like the Evo kit on it with yeah. raised arches and all that stuff. And, you can't actually fit big wheels and tires under that you car. You didn't do that even... for Matt
0: Crook, did you? It was Matt Crook. Oh, car. yeah. I'm going to see Matt tomorrow. Oh, nice. He's doing my Delica. I'm very excited. Hell yeah. I got 16-inch Turbo Mac HDs coming in for it's gonna it. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be the coolest shit ever. And he's, he has his 190s ill, but he was in here talking about the disaster of making wheels yeah, work on it. Yeah, just
1: not an easy car to fit anything yeah. of consequence on. Yeah. Uh, even in uh, factory trim, but with the Evo kits and the Radius starches and stuff you can't fit anything on them and so we we took the car and said all right here's what we got to do to actually fit i mean at this point that car could fit pretty serious rubber <laughs> under the front you can fucking it. donk it out <laughs> yeah but uh in working on that car i had a huge love for 190 e's before actually working on that car and then after working on it riley said I don't ever want to touch another one of those. That thing sucks. It's awful.
0: <laughs> I drove one once. I didn't think it was so great. Although oh. I hear the Euro ones, you know, Ooh. I hear it's way different, but... Yeah, right. I mean, I believe Jason Camisa. I don't think Jason Camisa's lying, and he's okay. had a lot of 190 experience. I don't okay. think he's lying, but, like... I, th- I think I like the idea of one. It's a good car for a build, because you like the yeah. idea of one better than the reality. Lagonda, too. <laughs> Same <with laughs> exactly. Leganda. Same
1: type of thing. So, um, realistically, I want to cut out everything Mercedes. Mm-hmm um even more so than like did you ever, have you ever seen the Piper Motorsports build with the 190 but it's got the C63 yeah, AMG yeah I thought I was going
0: to ask you about yeah uh, that chassis thing chassis and yeah. everything
1: underneath it that car is sick they do really cool stuff over there
0: I saw that was it for Sema last year or was, what the uh, fuck was it? I
1: don't I've never seen it at
0: Sema I don't know, it it um, looks amazing here's the road and track story by Mate um I mean, I this looks ace to me. It's
1: it's sweet, and it's the. I mean, it's the entire chassis of that car with a body affixed to it. I mean, the build photos. I remember seeing <laughs> they didn't seeing even this thing. start
0: with a real 190. They started with a fucking bullshit 300. That yeah, might be yeah. a 190, it's, but it's, a, it's not a, a, a Cosworth 190,
1: like base model poor yeah. people version. Um, it looks great. It came out sweet. So something like that, but without using the modern Mercedes. Like I just want the blank slate underneath. Mm-hmm. Give me the body, and we'll make magic happen elsewhere.
0: Are you going to stick with a Mercedes power plant, though? You'd have mm-hmm. to... You-
1: if I did, it had, I'd probably pick something um, pretty wild, so maybe one of the V12s or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But, because, I, I don't know, I'd feel weird about leaving the Mercedes power plant, because then you're just kind of making this, like, bastard car. No, but-, but you know
0: that V12 where you get the Zonda headers exactly. and shit, and it sounds all crazy? Exactly. And then you just shove it, like, backwards, like, 10 inches, and then have the front seat in the back seat, pretty much? Bingo. Could you could you SWB one of those? Sure, why not? That would Let's be do it. that would be pretty cool if you like if you took a one ninety e and basically turned it into a a two a, you know yeah. a, a shorten, two door
1: shorten the wheelbase a bit, lengthen the front doors, move the B pillar back.
0: That would be pretty fucking cool. Oh, that sounds like a sweet project. <laughs> a one ninety e coupe. You got like the DTM roll? would be extremely fire. Let's go. I would fuck with that. What about SUVs? I mean, Land Cruiser tip. You going down that route?
1: Uh, yeah. I like I like Land Cruisers a lot. Obviously, um, kind of one of the projects I really want to do is the. I don't know if you're familiar with the 79 series Land Cruiser. We don't have them here. Uh, I can um, be.
0: Give me a second.
1: But essentially, it's a quad cab pickup truck. Land Cruiser that they make. Oh, they still the make this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. buy one brand new right now. It's like $90,000. Yeah, $90, yeah for it's a like a
0: 1998 truck. <laughs> truck that you can still buy. So the body
1: is exactly the same since it's been since like the early 80s. ROW. It's just got an updated front end, which they did in like 2005. Um, and the downside is you can't get that body here because they didn't start making the quad cab pickup until 2012.
0: Oh, Ugh, that's Which annoying. Sucks. So you got to get the, what, the single cab pickup and, and then convert. buy a quad cab parts? Can you just buy like doors, like oh, OEM no. doors? I have really looked
1: up on parts diagrams to see how much of it you could build with authentic stuff, <sighs> but there is a guy that I know of that has a couple of those here. I don't know how he did it. Mm-hmm. He's got them. He sells them without an engine sells them. They're very expensive. <laughs> that's how. And he's like, this chassis that's underneath it, it's no good for the road. It's for transport only. Yeah. You have to put it on something else. But Maybe, so I've thought about, you can you could buy that and then stick it on an older legal 70 series chassis, and that would be legal, because the yeah. numbers are tied to chassis here. Um, or you could put it on an 80 series chassis, and then you'd have coil springs instead of leaf springs and that kind of stuff. So you could bring, but you could bring in a 95,
0: uh, or almost a 95, yeah, right? Yeah. What does a 95 look like? A Ex- 1995, just uh, like this?
1: Exactly the same as that, except for it's got a different front end on it. So okay. instead of having the modern headlights, it's got kind of a, the, the front end, front Front fenders are a little bit narrower, mm-hmm. and it's got, like, round plastic, you know, headlight and grills and stuff.
0: Very cool trucks.
1: Oh, they're sweet. I want one so bad. What motors are in them? Uh The current ones come with a turbo diesel V8. Yeah. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, so yeah. they got some juice. Yeah.
0: I could fuck with that. That seems
1: fun. So, like, that'd be a cool project. Another thing I've considered selling my Land Cruiser for is I really want a uh, short bed bump side Ford pickup. So, like, a 70... What's, a, I guess what's the, bump side? 68 through 72, I think it would be. Um, you know, 4x4 four four short bed. Like
0: one of these joints? Yeah, one of them. That's just, but, I mean, that's just a simple, but, it's an easy thing. That's but a, I want to go pretty wild with what's it. What's a good example here? Start with the uh, shitty one? <laughs> sure. <laughs> the rust. The rust. That's a good place to start always. Um, pretty. What's pretty wild? Engine in the bed? No, I guess pretty wild is
1: is a relative term. Um, I would want it to appear normal from the outside, except obviously I'd do the lifted and the bigger tires and whatnot. But I really want to put a Cummins 6BT in one 12-valve. Okay. Um, and then redo all the suspension so it was linked and what have you instead of their silly I-beam suspension that they have underneath them. And I'd probably wind up building a chassis for the A to chassis. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, is it better to long. build
0: it? Just build a fucking tube chassis at this point for most of your projects than it is um, to work in the constraints of?
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot of people wind up asking like, oh, what you know, what parts did you use or suspension do you have on your Model A? And it's like, no, 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 it's a body and everything else underneath it is from made. scratch It's custom because, um, you know, I learned that when I built the first Model A that I did. I thought I was going to take the stock chassis and modify it and do what I had done with a bunch of cars beforehand and mm-hmm. just hacked the suspension to bits until it sat as low as I wanted and then quickly realized that's not going to work. So built a chassis. Listen, Henry Ford
0: already tried that shit. It (laughs) didn't didn't work in 28. It doesn't work now.
1: So wound up building a chassis for it. And, you know, at this point, yeah, unless you're doing something that's kind of, you know, charted territory, so to speak, if you're just going to link, you know, the axles on a truck like that, it might be, there's not a reason to build a chassis for it. But if you're going to, if you want to build that thing so you could jump it yeah you're gonna to have to go nuts with it you're yeah. gonna have to you might as well start from scratch
0: have you done a safari car yet it's on it's very on trend it is i do recommend it yeah i mean yeah i i i i really the the best thing about uh about the safari car is how usable it is i guess I mean, that's true speed, speed bumps fucking potholes like Just in hammer 'em yeah in the city, it's great. You don't have to worry about any of the normal things that one would worry about with a cool hmm. car.
1: I'd never considered that It's
0: extremely fun.
1: <laughs> so how often do you drive the the safari nine eleven It's
0: my car.
1: well, it's your car,
0: but I mean, how often do I really drive it? Okay, I got it in I really took delivery for real and started driving it in January, and I have thirty three hundred miles okay. on it so l a miles that's, so that's
1: respectable It's that's significant, a lot,
0: yeah. yeah, I drive it. If I don't have a press car, that's what I that's, drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah and okay. it's and it's fucking fun. <laughs> it's really cool. The only thing I recommend is if you're building a car for the city, don't put a heavy clutch in it. Put a regular clutch in it. You're Makes sense. more likely to use it. But like the idea of like the LS swap, light clutch, basic cam you know, with Usability a four-inch lift yep. and some BFG KO twos, that's a winning formula in almost anything.
1: I'm, I agree with that. Yeah, maybe I'll have to build a
0: safari something. You should like, th- and the key is it has to be sports car sized. Okay, you can't it, you can't start with a truck. You can't really start with a big car. It's, yeah. it's, it loses its appeal the bigger it gets. So, like, if you start with something kind of small, like like a three eighteen Ti something <Okay. laughs> or something like that. Speaking of. I was cruising
1: around the internet the other day and came across a 318 Ti rally car that was oh. quite lifted.
0: Oh, lovely! And it
1: had like that '90s rally car bodywork to it, where it's like oh. wide and like kind of garish, but also just so cool,
0: like Cosworthy, yeah. like a Sierra Cosworth. It was oh, just like, can amazing. Find some 90s bodywork on a Ti. I get I lots of '90s You're Ti. You have to wade through a lot. Oh, of like this. Now.
1: Yeah, but a lot
0: cooler than (laughs) that. That's pretty garish. I don't know. Honestly, though, I am not going to lie. I would a thousand percent fuck with this on the street right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, it would definitely be fun. (laughs) Now now I'm trying to think about what I would want to, you know. I've been thinking about daily driver builds.
0: I mean, an E thirty hmm. sedan, I think would be a fun place to start. Yeah, especially yeah. if because you can fabricate so well. I would build like, have you ever seen those like Rolls Royces that like the OG like Shaws would go hunting out of, mm-hmm. where they would like remove the roof basically of like a shadow a sil- or a silver spur or whatever the fuck. I would do that like E thirty sedan convertible hmm. <laughs> safari okay. vehicle. That's where and I would I go. That. That's where I would go. Oh, that is a that is a '90s body there kit. You go. Is that pretty much what you're talking about? Eh, I
1: can't this do. is how you make You've a
0: got like modern car bumpers. That's how all you these, make a TI high. look like a, a Sierra Cosworth, like that. There we go. <laughs> that actually is very cool. I like a TI. I think a 318 TI with an S54 swap is extremely where it's at. I I can,
1: I can get down with that. I mean, E36s with S54s are. It's how E36s are meant to be. They're hairy. They fucking go. Yeah, so that's my current project, so to speak, is I've got uh, an E36 that I've had since I was 17, um, and it's got an S54 in it. It's had an S54 in it since I started that swap in end of 2007, I think it was. So like when the E46, like Uh that was still new, so it was a big deal. Um, And it drives like a bat out of hell. It's so much fun. It's, It's the perfect amount of power in that car where it's, All of it's usable, Mm -hmm. but it's still it's just enough to like maybe get you in trouble, but not enough to get away from you. you Yeah, I mean,
0: all of it's usable, but if you use it all in the wrong place, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, the car won't get away from you, but you could be irresponsible with it in the wrong place.
1: It's actually the result of my uh, my best quote unquote speeding ticket. (laughs) Um, How big of a number? Uh, so it wasn't that crazy, Allegedly. but the uh, amount over was quite a bit. It was it was in Costa Mesa, and my buddy had never ridden the car. I had just brought it out to California, and so I was like, "Oh well, let's let's show you what this is about." And so hammered down and just you know the you know the length of you know one block, uh, and so it was an eighty seven and a thirty five.
0: Oh, that's strong. Yeah, that's a good number.
1: And the cop was a BMW guy. And knew what he was looking at, and so when he pulled me over, and of course I, you know, you just got to be like, yeah, sorry, I was, that was me being a dickhead. I got to own that one, Uh, and so then he starts cracking jokes, like, yeah, I know this isn't a three twenty five like it says on the back, like that that's that's not gonna fly.
0: I've heard that tinny rasp before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: but no, it's it's a it's a quick car. It's a fun car. Um, It's funny because I really promised myself. Uh so the car's been sitting for like 5 years. I had like a You got yeah. a lot of space. Um yeah, I, I guess so. Realistically, probably more sp- I could always use more space. The car but- can sit for
0: 5 years. You got it Sounds like you got a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean it just sat in the shop parking lot like collecting oh. California sun <laughs> and getting baked. Um but sat for a long time because uh I rear-ended some dude that pulled out in front of me. And then was just kind of like fuck it, I don't want to, I don't want to look at this. And that continued for a long time. And then finally, uh, just like two months ago, I finally had the car fully repainted, uh, original color and everything. Is it? Oh, is this it here? Yeah, so that's an old photo of it. That's what it used to look like. Uh, right now, it looks like a car that just got painted, so it has like no nothing on it. But um, it looks good though. I appreciate it.
0: Keep these wheels.
1: Uh, I sold those. It's one of those kind of sets I wish I didn't sell. They were AC Schnitzers.
0: Mm, back uh, to the rare the rare wheels. Yep. The uh oh, here you go.
1: Yeah, so that's what it looks like right it now.
0: Just got painted. Um so sticking with the S54, I yeah, imagine. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's that's not going to go anywhere, but
0: I'm thinking once I get tired of driving the Safari, which I'm not tired of it. It's very fun, but the clutch is really heavy for the street. Yeah. And uh, when I have a a building soon, I'm going to fucking acquire more shit. I know it. I'm really thinking about doing an E30 sedan with an S54 in it just for a daily driver. That'd be good. Yeah. Not just completely stock S54, like carb legal, uh, the whole deal. And then just just like little street car. And that that car was, I drove a coupe and it was one of the most fun cars I've ever driven. It was ragged as fuck. It was great. But like it. easy, you know. Um, but I did want to ask you about about those vintage wheels because uh, my man Vinny, who lives with me, just r- got a set of uh, like refinished and repurposed uh, vintage like Hammond wheels put on his uh, okay. three twenty eight wagon, which good. I think looked pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. And uh, someone actually in the in the comments asked about it too. What do you like? If you buy a set of vintage wheels, or, yeah. like, how do you know they're not, like, going to be structurally fucked? Um, Can you test I mean, for that?
1: <clears throat> you could. Uh, have I ever? No, I, I don't give a shit. But um, I don't know. The kind of rule of thumb is usually, as long as they're aluminum, they're going to probably be okay. It's when you get into, like, rare magnesium oh, yeah. wheels that that's a lot of people, like, refuse to even run them on the street. Yeah. Um, Personally, I'll I'll give them you know a good look. Make sure I can't find any hairline cracks. I mean, if you really gave a shit, you could have them ndt'd and you know have them looked at. But um, I don't know. I guess I'm not as you know on the side of caution as some people, but I haven't had one fail yet. So,
0: cool. Yo, get in the super chat if you want to get down with us for for those of you in the live show. Um, so dream build now. You have a million dollars. Oh, my God. A million it's gotta dollars. It's got to be one car. One car. A million dollars. Mm, mm. That's on the spot. You really just get into the rarity at that point, right? Yeah,
1: because, I mean, like, no one's going to say, oh, I'm going to build the best S54 E30 sedan <laughs> for a million dollars. That's not going to happen.
0: Well, you never, you know, I've seen, have you seen that company Workshop 5001? I've heard of it. Yeah, like they, it's sort of a, you know, they compare it to Singer because the prices are at that level. Yeah, where you're approaching knocking on the door of seven figures, and then when you see these cars, they're very like simple. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, what the fuck? Where did where did all the money go? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> of course. But it just way you know it goes into like the most minute of minute. Yeah, of minute like how much details. money can you spend on
1: on the details? Yeah, how. how obnoxious can you make the door latch mechanism <laughs> yeah. so that you can show it off it's kind of like it's like it's kind of like watches where you have like cool movements and whatnot mm-hmm. but in automotive form yeah um as far as what i would you know spend a million dollars building oh my god i don't even know let me, <laughs> let me think on it for a second so i can give like a good answer here you, have you,
0: um, you decided have you tried to fuck with an ev build yet does that cross um, your mind
1: it has i'm a huge ev proponent like i think the things that are happening with electric vehicles is awesome and i'm of the mindset of like one you know get on board the train because it's leaving the station you know like it's the future of where we're going and i'm saying you're not saying that you have to love them or like say that they're a surrogate for internal combustion engines but What
0: they're doing is pretty wild i like them i just hope they figure out the realities of the the charging infrastructure and stuff like that yeah but the but they are fun to drive i'm definitely pro owning them where the situation is appropriate yeah but have you been in like a fucking hot rod ev yet though they get pretty rowdy and crazy so that Tesla thing (laughs) yeah i kind of
1: want to build a ev hot rod so kind of like what i did but EV and... With the, like
0: a Model A style? Do you want to go that far back?
1: Yeah, something like that. Like very old, you know, late 20s, early 30s, somewhere in that range. Uh, and figure out how because because of what it allows you to do because the the constraints and the proportions and all of that required for an electric driveline are so different from a you know internal combustion driveline yeah you don't have this like massive engine to deal with and things like that but then you uh, of course you have batteries but uh, I think it would allow to for the opportunity to do something really different uh, with something like that something that people haven't seen before or kind of a unique take on. Hot rodding or whatever.
0: I'd like to see like a like a proper fucking like brass era car mm-hmm. done as like a like an EV with cool. some range. Like imagine you had like a Packard or something. It
1: didn't wasn't there? I've seen one. Um, I don't even know if it was uh, Jonathan Mord and Icon that built it. Somebody out there has kind of one of those derelict style. Well, John
0: did one. He's it is a is a, a convertible. Pfft, I don't know it's a Cadillac or a Studebaker okay. or something uh, let me find it but yeah no it's uh, Icon EV derelict uh, he I, John still has it yeah what is it a Tesla powered 49 Mercury okay Um, he, this was one of the ones that John was on the show talking about saying that he was like oh god he's like and he said the problem with he said the pro- if you want to build one of these for yourself yeah that's cool but the problem, if, if you're trying to build these to sell to customers, is that the, the it's always updating and yeah, changing yeah, yeah. the technology, the charging systems, like all that kind of stuff. And so it, it would be very tough to just, you know, versus... Yeah, he uses LS yeah. engines and, yeah, and, and coyote fine. engines, you know no, Making make um, it something
1: that's serviceable and usable and and doesn't fall out of you know kind of doesn't turn Obsolete quickly is I'm sure a challenge
0: totally and you know when you're talking about EVs what I love look at this Look at this. This yeah. is what he's done with the batteries kind of make it look like an engine. Yeah, that shit is so cool
1: That car is sweet.
0: Yeah um so I you know, I, I could see I could see that, but like older. like twenty years before this, you know. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't want that you don't want the <laughs> fucking cars. That'd be chill as fuck though, in a, a nice E V thing for Pebble Beach something. I could see that. Yeah. That's a that's a million that. dollars well spent.
1: Yeah, you'd you'd spend a million on it, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's go to the uh, the questiones, and we'll get a couple in, more. We'll trickle in as we do this.
1: In terms of a million dollars, though, yeah, you I got, you know, I got know what car I would buy
0: mm-hmm. and what I would want to build. I would be limited
1: on budget because of the cost of the car, but it's the only time I'm going to get the opportunity. Yeah. I want to build an M1. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think I, that's doable. It's it's That stems from me being you know, my BMW side and being the BMW guy that I am. Uh, I think I could do something unique with an M1, especially if I had the opportunity to like kind of if i didn't have to preserve it if i could do whatever the hell i wanted to it and somebody said hey here's a million dollars and you have to fuck this thing up i would i would
0: love it yeah what I would you do where where would you start cutting
1: oh man <laughs> i mean all over the place i'd i'd cut it to pieces um i even actually was recently looking in i think there's a company in like sweden or norway that makes fiberglass replica bodies of this thing because it's a fiberglass yeah bag.
0: Well, have you seen um, this guy? Here's like a Canepa. Yeah, this yeah, is a real car, actually. Canepa this,
1: Street Pro Car. Yeah. It,
0: this, I think, really... They did a nice job. That
1: thing is sick. That, yeah. I'm about it. Uh, so take that and let's just turn it up a little bit and, you know...
0: What would you do for uh, for power?
1: Um... I mean, well, can I have more than a million bucks? <laughs> For more we than just, a million
0: bucks you buy a McLaren F1 V12. That's exactly where Is I was going. That's what I was yeah. About to
1: say. Yeah, like let's go with the best BMW mm-hmm. engine. Mm-hmm. That like, you know, a lot of people felt like, oh, this car's supposed to have a V12 in it. Yeah. Um, but realistically if you okay. had to
0: keep it under that, I would say V10. I mean, a V10 out of V10? Yeah, a V10, yeah, yeah. That
1: would be that would be good. Uh, I would I would say that's cuz you could do, you know, like the M70 V12, but as an iron block, it's going to weigh a million pounds. Yeah. It flows like crap. Even if you, I mean, you can spend like, you know, 30, 40, 50 grand and get them to make good power, but it's still going to weigh a million pounds. So the 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 V10 is probably a better bet there.
0: Or I, worst case is the E92 V8, was, you know, with a stroker crank.
1: There's there's a connection going on here because <laughs> I was about to say the, the S65 is the the other way to go.
0: And then you get fucking Andy Warhol or equivalent. My friend, so, my friend Tristan would love to fucking paint this car.
1: <laughs> so I actually have a, f- so my former business partner, Andrew Ritter, uh, the other half of Stance Works, and I photographed that car at the Paramount Studios downtown Los Angeles set, which is kind of akin to the uh, back lot that yeah. Lufka Colt was hosted at mm-hmm. this year. Uh, and so we photographed the car. I have a whole photo set of it. It's my favorite photos I've ever taken. The whole photo shoot is
0: amazing. This is one of my favorite cars individually ever built. Combines like three things that I love into one object. The heartbreaker
1: is Paramount owns the rights to the background used in those photos. Oh, no. I can't publish any of them. That stinks. No one's ever seen any of them. That stinks. But I agree. That car is one of the coolest cars on the planet. I'm convinced it's probably also one of the most valuable because... Obviously it's an art car, it's an Andy Warhol piece mm-hmm. and it's one of the few pieces that Andy Warhol did himself and it raced. And it raced. It raced to Le Mans. And it was one of his final pieces. I think it was one of, like, the last couple of pieces he did before he died. I don't know the timing of that, but if you say so, I will believe it, and it, Please. it just looks fire. Internet, don't put me on blast if I'm That's wrong. That's okay. But I'm pretty sure. They'll
0: forgive you for something like that. Not, it's it's like the not ol- egregious. It's the
1: only car he did, so like, there's uniqueness there. He mm. painted it himself. I think he did the whole. He painted the whole car in, like, 23 minutes or something. Oh, uh, that doesn't r- surprise me at all. Ran around <laughs> it and was like, I don't give a shit blam yeah done uh the whole car is just if there's so much story there it's so cool uh i think it's gorgeous it's um, I, I take
0: it that's your favorite bmw art car as well right
1: uh yeah yeah it would have to be uh think, followed closely by the frank stella uh e9 wait
0: let me see is there's there's definitely going to be a website that has all of them right oh i'm sure bmw has a has how do, a, I, how do I find all gallery. of them is that going to be this BMW uh, art car like. art car dot com. sounds like you hit it if you can't trust that who can you trust done I want to see all of them fuckers yes this is it
1: now perfect it's interesting because like some of the more recent art cars I'm not that into truth be told I got not in official trouble but I know I upset some people when I kind of bad-mouthed the Baldessari art car the white
0: this M- thing m6 doesn't look like thing. an art car
1: it is. It says fast on one side and has a picture of the car on the other side. And Yo, it has some polka dots.
0: That art car stinks.
1: And How are you
0: going to get in trouble for that? That's a uh, sucky B- art car.
1: BMW wasn't happy that I well, expressed my two cents about it.
0: They'll be okay. Let's talk about the Jeff Koons GT2. That that that's a sweet. fucking art car. I'm into that. that. That is extremely delicious. Yes. I mean, that looks fast just parked. I love that. And then you go, you know, Hockney. This guy, I love... <laughs> love the 525i. They they really should have done an M5. on I mean, the Esther Malangu, uh, the Z1, where's the... Uh,
1: the coolest one, so the Frank, Frank Stella, Stella, the Lichtenstein. The
0: Lichtenstein, I was going to say. Frank Stella's great.
1: And then, are like you that. familiar with the unofficial art car. Frank Stella also painted an M1, and Peter Gleason owns it.
0: You know, I remember it. I don't know. I'll remember if I see a picture of it. The Lichtenstein 320 is pretty pretty fucking awesome. It's pretty good. That's pretty awesome. And the Calder. I forgot about the Calder. The Calder's great, too. The Calder's a solid one. Wait, what's the unofficial? unofficial?
1: There's actually a a full Stanceworks story. Plug. Shameless. Um, Let's search. So Uh, if you... Probably just easiest just to Google. Just just friggin... uh, Stanceworks. Stanceworks. Uh, Frank Stella. Frank Stella, (laughs) yeah. I'm sure it'll come up
0: then. The tragedy (laughs) behind the art. Oh, that one, it's, It's got a pretty
1: sad story to it. Which is? Um, oh man. Okay, I remember so, this. I remember this car. See, it's very how pretty. How did I write that? What's that date down there? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how much I remember. Um, so it was Peter Gregg, uh, commissioned the car, if I remember correctly from Frank Stella mm-hmm. and he owned the car and he had his accident that caused him his like double vision he couldn't get rid of. Yeah. And as a result killed himself. Uh, and this car is kind of left over from that it even has like his name on the seat and what did have.
0: he did he ever drive it
1: uh, I believe he drove it he, had, um, he
0: didn't have the accident in this car no 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 not oh, okay. in the car uh, yeah, but yeah it was kind of around that time oh, the tartan is beautiful I didn't realize it was a yeah okay. But it is, I do recognize the car though.
1: It is as much of an art car as any of the other ones because you know totally. Frank Stella did it, but it's not official. So
0: I bet if you took it to auction, it wouldn't matter in the least. No, I don't think it would. And I bet BMW, if they got the chance, would spend all the money to get it, all of it. Yeah. And if they got it, the second they owned it, they'd well, go. It's official. It's official. <laughs> Uh, Miguel says Miguel Flores says thoughts on Orbis wheels this is a company that builds electric motors within the wheel oh, hub itself
1: I saw that they had like a civic uh, example uh, like a moderate like civic type R or whatever that current oh, body style is yeah. uh, at SEMA or you know one of the trade shows I didn't see it in person but I've seen the video I saw it and I thought that's pretty cool let's build something with using that in all four wheels instead yeah. of just two. I think it'd be pretty sweet.
0: I think uh, it would be cool.
1: I don't know this I don't know what is going on here with this this green facing stinks. Thing. If you <laughs> if you look up I know that there's photos where they've got if I remember right, it's like a plexiglass wheel or an open wheel.
0: Mm. Oh this is okay, here we go.
1: And maybe it doesn't even have type a type R all wheel drive. Yeah. You're
0: testing an orbis Honda Civic type R with a hundred horsepower e nitrous all wheel drive so this basically seems similar to the system I talked about recently for Porsche that is an on uh, that is a, a it's a little different the Porsche one goes on the flywheel oh there's it a battery helps. in the truck and you just get a Instant hundred horsepower, which That's is pretty sweet. cool. Yeah that this one goes to the goes in the wheels It says yeah, it drops so zero to sixty half a second.
1: Yeah, it's it's actual like engines and drive components within the wheel So it's a bolt-on solution look at that Uh and it's wild looking. It's really cool. And, and oh,
0: that that is a crazy looking It's so, like a whole like Unit oh, yeah, it's it's nuts
1: Uh <laughs> I think it would be really cool to build. Look, it's
0: got like little wheels on the wheel right
1: yeah, it's full <laughs> so tilt. Fucking crazy. I think it'd be cool to build something with four of those.
0: Yeah, is there any reason you couldn't? Uh, I don't know. Orbis, let us know. Call me. Orbis, hit us up, bro. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. Like, um, will it take off or be an expensive novelty? I. Yeah. I mean, hmm, what is the what is the appetite for an aftermarket? hybrid system. I don't know. Because I think
1: most guys that are into the automotive aftermarket and wanting to make their car faster are yeah. also after the more traditional, conventional, internal combustion solutions to doing that. Yeah. So in my head, at the moment, I think the landscape might change, but in my head at the moment, it's kind of the the dad answer to doing that of like, well, that's high tech. I, I want that.
0: Yeah. I think it could be a novelty because... I don't think the kind of person that wants to modify their car for 100 horsepower also wants to add a 200-pound battery pack. Right, right. I don't think I don't think many people want to make that trade. A battery pack that's, by the way, suboptimally placed because yeah. the car's already designed. Yeah, where's it going to go? And in probably takes away some of your trunk space too.
1: Uh, I think they addressed that in their video. I watched the video out of curiosity, and it, and it is cool. And and despite the weight gain, you still get the you know half second zero to sixty or what have you. But you know, like I'm you sure can. this
0: is a prototype photograph, but like. I don't want my cabin to look like that. Mm -mm. There's a bunch of wires and shit going to the shifter, presumably, to control the hybrid system, but, like, I don't want to fill my cabin with wires, either.
1: Yeah, like, what happens when, you know, your girlfriend or whatever snags a
0: (laughs) a wire and- Yeah, it seems cool. Like, I hope they come up with, like, a pretty slick kit, but, like, something tells me that's going to be expensive. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean and there's probably cheaper ways to get a hundred horsepower, but it's cool uh, 81 says is buying a used set of high-end wheels for half of what they cost new and restoring them worthwhile if they're not cracked or bent uh, worthwhile
1: my two cents would be it's worthwhile if you want them if you're talking about worthwhile as an investment probably not but uh, it also depends on the wheels and their, you know, collectibility, their rarity. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're saying if you're saying half of what they cost new, I'm assuming you're probably going to be buying some like current, sort yeah, of modern set of wheels.
0: And if aren't cracked or bent, still means scratched, dinged. Yeah. You know, so, how much can you eh, refinish them for? You know, like, I would
1: imagine if you're buying a used set of wheels that you're going to compare to. Uh, half of what they cost new, chances are that there's lots of sets available and you can spend a little bit more and get some that aren't fucked up. Yeah. Get so, one for two
0: thirds of what they cost new yeah. in good condition. That's the yeah. way to go. I'm not anti buying, I'm pro buying used wheels. Yeah, but like, I don't think I'd want to buy a set that's fucked up and go, I don't like to buy anything that's fucked up if I don't have to. Yeah. Why would you? It's like, a, it's like we talked about project cars. Like, start yeah. with the nice one as long as you can afford it. Um, And if you can't afford the nice ones, maybe don't get rims.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, the whole mindset on cars. If you're into, you know, classic cars, old cars like we are, the kind of rule of thumb is if you can't afford the most expensive one, outliers excluded of collectible versions Mm. and whatnot. If you can't afford the most expensive one, you can't afford the car because buying that shitty one that's cheap, you're going to put the same amount or more into it. You end
0: up in the same place or sometimes like definitely worse place. Absolutely. (laughs) You find rust like, oh no. Uh, Also 81 says, what do you use for sound deadening and insulation on your more comfort oriented builds? Do you even know know what what those words are? What does this mean? (laughs) Uh, I've used Dynamat before. I yeah, know that's like the, that the tried and Dynamat true. Dynamat
1: and boom mat, that's about all I would say. I mean, past that. That's not in my wheelhouse. I'm if I'm I've, modifying a car, we're we're going faster and we're going louder and we're going, you know. Strip that sound deadening out of there. I
0: don't, know I, very- <laughs> I don't think I've ever added any sound deadening besides Dynamat. I have used Dynamat, but that's it. Uh, Kyle says, are there any wheels, aftermarket or OE BMW, that I think are underutilized? I think that you probably think, Mike, are underutilized in the 80s and 90s BMW community. It seems like everything under the sun is either on Ronald's BBS Style 5s, or M Parallels. M Parallels are dope wheels. They They're just good. look great.
1: Yeah, I mean honestly the so the answer to that if you're asking me is um if it's a good oe you know bmw wheel people know about it and they've used it so you have things like style 95s and you know style 19s and all these other ones that fit in those same categories and they're all used to death they're great because they're affordable but you're not gonna you know do anything unique or stand out from the crowd um there used to be for cheap, uh, so like in 94, I don't know if uh, you guys are familiar with the 325i MTech e E36. So it's basically the M3 the year before we got the M3. I hmm. guess it'd be 94. Or, the E36? Yeah, E36 hmm. 325 m Tech or M-Technic might be. Here we uh, go. And so they're, if I remember right, they're all white and they all have these kind of interesting multi-piece wheels on them. You used to be able to get those wheels for dirt cheap. Uh, I don't know if you still can. I don't follow that. But there's a cool... OE wheel for you if you want something Looks like that. Looks bbs Yeah. That's, pretty a, sure that's an OE wheel? Yeah. Huh. That's what they came with. Uh, and they only made a few of those cars. There's not a ton of them, so they're probably worth something now. Yeah. I drive past one that sits, well I haven't seen it in a while, but one sits curbside kind of near our shop and I keep meaning and telling myself, hey, go in and see if that person has any idea what they're driving and try to buy it.
0: They probably do, right? At this ma- point? Maybe
1: it's in kind of like beat up shape. It's not very nice, so I'm kind of hoping they think it's just a 325, but I hmm. I haven't Maybe seen it in a long time. So.
0: Those M- the M Technic E30s are kind of sweet. they seen those are awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All, really the, nice.
1: Most every M M-tech or M Technic thing that BMW has made is pretty cool. Some people are really not a fan of the M E28s. Because it's like a whole body kit. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, same thing as like the E30, but yeah. a lot of people don't like those. I think they're pretty cool. There's a there's a place for it.
0: I think the body kit looks okay. On I mean, I'm not a big like body kit guy, but I think it's like subtle and chill enough on the E30 that it's not weird looking.
1: Yeah, the E30 looks phenomenal, especially. I mean, M Tech One and M Tech Two look great. The E28 is a little bit more of an acquired taste because it's. Uh, I mean, it like eliminates. The bumper and kind of oh all is that, that this? Uh, so if you so what you got here? Oh if you, yeah, look if at you that. Eliminate three twenty five. You'll have to do five thirty five. Oh, oh yeah, right. Because e twenty eight will be the five series. Oops. Do five thirty five m technic. Or just. I'm done. Eliminate
0: dumb. that. Oh yeah, they eliminate the bumpers. Look at that.
1: So it's I mean it's a full like body kit. Actually, I don't even think that one is an m tech. That one's a like FIBA or whatever. This one down here will be an m tech or the red one is a good example.
0: Oh yeah, that's it does an, get it M-tack gets kit. so uh, like it's very slim 80s body kit. Yeah, but it's cool. It is. I actually kind of think that is neat. I can't recall the last time I actually saw one of those though.
1: Or here, perfect example down here, this white one. Bring that guy up. Show Oof. that one to the world.
0: Yeah, that's that body kit's not the best. <laughs> the See, Acquired it's, taste it's, is generous. It's I
1: think. <laughs> hit or miss. Uh, I can dig them. I can totally understand why people do not like them. Yeah, uh, you know
0: anything? Anything not OE uh, underutilized wheels? What would you like to see more?
1: Oh, I mean, there's a there's that's a there's a million answers to that one. Uh, so I I'm a pretty vocal um, anti like replica wheel knockoff wheel kind of guy uh, for a variety of reasons. And a lot of people have clashed with me saying that I don't get it because you know why would you spend a ton of money on wheels? when there's cheap options,
0: whatever. I it's mean, not because quality is an actual thing? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but
1: the the thing that I think a lot of people don't uh, fully register is that it's not a cost argument. There's a lot of great wheels out there for affordable pricing. Like, for example, I just bought a set of sp- split BBS uh, Impul M1s, um, which, I mean, is a gorgeous wheel. I'm going to put them on my E36. I got them for $1,100. Like what how much how much less do you really expect to spend on a set of cool wheels and that's about as good as you're going to get so it's not it's it's all about hunting and searching and finding and and being patient and i've i've got almost every set of wheels i've ever bought at this point which is a lot of them for way under you know market value and that's not for any other reason than just patience and it's, hunting patience and, and looking and
0: i think the same thing about um watches you know yeah. there's people that are going to buy There's people that'll buy like a thousand dollar fake. Like a fake AP or a fake paddock for like a thousand bucks. Yeah. And it will be made pretty well. And it will have like a pretty decent movement in it. And it'll function okay. But I'm just like, bro. But like like fifteen hundred bucks. For fifteen hundred dollars you can get a really nice watch. Yeah. That's like on its own merits, like an Omega Seamaster or like something amazing and vintage or like that kind of money can get you something so cool that's not like fake. Exactly. <laughs> just just do that. It's uh, so, I, yeah, I feel you on the same way. Okay. Uh, Marcello Guerrero, I don't understand your question really, so I want you to clarify it if you can in the regular comments. The pros and cons of La- of Laguna Seca reunion Versus pre reunion. Okay, so pre reunion happens the basically it's like the week before the
1: reunion, Uh, and it's pretty cool to go to if you've never been. If you like everything that happens at the Rolex Motorsport reunion, yeah, but you don't want to deal with the crowds. The pre reunion is the place to be. There's most everyone is there. Oh, because they're practicing. They're practicing. They're tuning. They're testing. Working out the kinks since they last drove their car a year ago. And you get to go, and it's a ghost town. There's no one there. You can go, especially if you're going to go photograph or whatever, it's great. There's no crowds. There's no one there. It's just the drivers and the techs and owners and what have you. Um, Obviously, I don't think any of the, you know, you're not going to be able to get, you know, concessions, and there's not going to be margarita stands everywhere, and you're not going to be able to get beer, but... um, Yeah,
0: but if you want to go watch racing...
1: Yeah, if you want to just watch the cars go race around and, and... do that and kind of have the, the peacefulness to it, that's the way to go. It's also, I think, way cheaper. Like way, I'm way sure cheaper. it's way cheaper. So,
0: I think the move could be go to pre-reunion and then hang out in Monterey until like Friday and then get the fuck out of Dodge. Bingo. Yeah. Staying around for the concours is not the right move anymore. Yeah. No. You go to the quail, you weasel your way into the quail, hopefully for free. Exactly. Because the quail has open oyster bar. That is the reason to go. It's like. Also, also the cars, but. (laughs) No, like, the whole thing is so pretentious. And I actually prefer just hanging out in Monterey, like, with my friends, like, the Crown and Anchor, or in front of the Portola Hotel, and just, like, watching the craziness. Like, I like that better than going to any of the events. But the quail. The food at the quail. (laughs) It's pretty awesome. They don't fuck around. Anyone that hasn't gotten to go. It's really expensive. I've never paid. I've Neither only gotten I. in as media, and uh, it was it is the best media pass you could ever imagine. <laughs> bar none, it is my main
1: motivation for going this year. I've yeah. got media passes to the Quail. And my rest it. of the weekend is built around that. Yeah. I'm going to go, and I'm going to enjoy the hell out
0: you of it. You fucking better. I hope you've got a great shirt ready to go. Oh, like you need to have I'm a self-fit. At- and even the parking lot there is insane. Oh yeah. insane. It's- like it's it is the
1: event of events. Like if you want to talk about money withstanding, it's pretty the type of place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the cars there and the food and the. I mean, like it's living. If large. you're a Super
0: Baller, I met the son of the guy who owns that place. Really who owns the Quail Lodge, and if you're like one of their homies, yeah, they run a chopper back and forth to Laguna all day.
1: Man, must be nice. What's
0: that like? <laughs> I, I don't know. I I was in the room with the guy for like five minutes, and I was like, "Can I just like be your friend?" And he was like seventeen, and I was thirty. Oh man, it was embarrassing. But uh, no, that's the shit, dude. Thanks for coming in. Absolutely, thank you for having me. Mike Burroughs. Me. let's get you some. Uh, wait, let me get your let me get your gram, your gram handy. I scrolled way down. Let's plug you. Uh, Oh, uh, 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 mike underscore stance works on the gram and uh proto proto machine proto machine i'm so sorry no, I, I, I closed the website proto machine if you uh if you want to make this dude's vision your fucking drivable reality
1: there you go do you Makes
0: guys have well. some you guys have some orders
1: yeah no we're busy it's you are? like i said good busy but we're busy it's it's slammed at the moment but That's awesome it's good. Can so, you talk
0: about any things that are in progress or no? Uh,
1: the biggest on the list, uh, I can't yet, um, but we've got a number of cool projects we're working on. I think, let's see, uh, end of the week, we got to finish up. We're doing a full uh, roll cage, eight-point roll cage with you know subframe tie-ins, strut tower tie-ins, all that jazz uh, to an LS E36 M3 that makes like 600 and some odd horsepower <laughs> uh, and does like a 147 at... Button Willow, oh, uh, and wow. they're gunning to go quite a bit quicker than that. And so we also like cut the entire car off from the strut to- front strut towers forward, and are redoing a- the entire thing in aluminum. So it's all aluminum structure to drop weight, uh, and then it's also got a V-mounted radiator with heat extractor coming out the hood. And so we're doing all that kind of stuff right now. That's got to leave at the end of the week. Uh, Is that a Time Attack car. Yeah, it's a Time Attack. What, car. Se- what series are they uh, run in? They run it in Global Time Is Attack. Global. Yeah. Oh. Wow. So they, I think if I remember right, they got second last year, so they're gunning for first this year.
0: A 47 is fucking fast. It's very quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, nicely done. So, that's a good project. Yeah. So,
1: it's, it, you know, that's kind of the thing that we're, we're doing right now. Um, you know, anything and everything we're, we're really pivoting and, and aiming towards doing the full, uh, full build type of thing, you know, a car from the ground up, yeah. um, But until our plate's totally full, we're taking on projects like that where it's still, you know, we're going to, you know, give somebody something they certainly couldn't have had before, and we believe you can't get anywhere else anyway, so.
0: That's awesome, man. Cool. And where's the shop? Uh, Costa Mesa. Excellent. So, I'm sorry I mean, to send you back down there into traffic.
1: Hey, at least right worst. now, maybe the traffic will be a little bit less. I
0: know, better. I know. Do they AC coast. in that truck?
1: Yes, I do. That's, it's ice cold.
0: Yeah, that's good. You got it. I'm glad you got that. Yeah. Uh, Mike Burroughs, very, very, very nice. Follow me on the gram, you know, the drill, the smoking tire. If you're in uh, Los Angeles... You probably need somewhere to keep your special cars. That's where my new shop, Westside Collector Car Storage, comes in opening October of 2019. Get at me at Westside Collector Car All right, uh, that is it. The Smoking Tire Podcast is powered by Shout Engine. Get your own damn podcast at Shoutengine.com. It's easy. All you need is a microphone, a connection to the internet, and ideally something to say. For the live folks, we're back tomorrow, uh, Wednesday at 7:30 p.m. with uh, Johnny Lieberman of Motor Trend is in studio. He's probably gonna yell at me. He was making fun of me because I went to see Mumford and Sons. Fuck you, Johnny. <laughs> not not everyone needs to be metal enough for you. I like Mumford and Sons. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. That was a great show. I'll Thanks see you. For you... Me. Yeah, of course. I'll see you all. T-